Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. Now today's session is going to be the second last of the longer rows for the 10k plan. Now don't worry, you don't have to be part of the 10k plan to enjoy the row ahead. It's just that it's being used within that plan. And now what we're going to do is a 55 minute row which is quite a long time. So in order to try and break this up and make it a little bit more manageable, we're going to split it into five minute chunks and we're going to work through some stroke rates. Now we're going to start at 18 strokes a minute, then go up to 20, then 22, then back down to 20 and 18, then back up to 20, 22, then back down to uh, 20 and 18, and then back up to 20 and 22, which if I've done my maths right, should add up to 11 intervals. And of course, you're going to be increasing your pace and decreasing your pace down these. Now I want you to start the 18 strokes a minute around about 2k plus 20 to 24. Where you sit in there is really down to how fit you are and how you feel you're going to get on through this 55 minutes, okay? As you increase your stroke rate, I want you to go two seconds faster. As you decrease your stroke rate, I want you to go two seconds slower. And the thing here is every time you get back to that 18, if you feel that you're getting tired and it's getting on top of you, really just think, well, hang on, I did the last one at 2K plus 20. That was a little bit tiring. I'm going to do the next 18 at 2K plus 22 and then increase two seconds and decrease two seconds again, if that makes sense. Um, so just judge how tired you are. Remember, this is meant to be a bottom tier workout that is going to get intense. The intensity is going to go up because it's a 55 minute row. There's no real getting around that unless you really backed off the pace. But if you get to the point where you're starting to get really exhausted by this row, you're going too fast. Um, and you are allowed to back off down to like 2K plus 24, even 2K plus 26 if you need to on those 18 strokes a minute and then go 26, 24, 22, then 24, 26 again, if you get what I mean, all right? Maybe haven't, I'll put that in the description as well because um, I maybe haven't described that too well. But you get what I'm saying is that, that 18 strokes a minute starting point is what controls the pace as you go up and down. So feel free to, if it's getting on top of you, to just ease off that 18 strokes a minute starting point and see if that will make you more comfortable. You're allowed to go faster again if you want. But yeah, anyway, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking. So let's get into a four minute warm up because otherwise we'll be here all day. So set up your machine first, set up your drag factor on a Concept2, which is controlled by the lever on the front. Do check out the video I've got about drag factor if you don't know what it is, an idea of what it means and where to set it. I set mine to run about 120 right now, which gives me a good weight from the stroke, but it doesn't feel too heavy. And that's what you're looking for, even if you're not on a Concept2, all right? Next up, go to your monitor and set it to eye height, so you're not having to look up and you're not having to look down. And finally, your foot stretchers, if you're able to adjust the height on them, get them to a point where you're able to come to the front of the machine comfortably with your shins in a vertical position, okay? If your feet are too high, you might not quite be able to get there. If your feet are too low, you might go flying straight past them. <laughs> you don't have to make the silly voice at the same time, right? Oh, trust me, I'm not playing this at double speed. I'm actually talking this fast to try and get into the, the warm-up because I realise just how much I'm talking. Let's go then. The warm-up's going to be at 18 strokes a minute and for the time being, the power coming from your legs is, all, is just like you're standing up from a squat, okay? Because we're working on our timing between our connection with our feet and the handle connecting with the flywheel. Here we go then. In three, two, one. And we're off. 18 strokes a minute, okay? So just uh, enough of a connection with your feet into the foot plate that you're putting in a push, but not too hard because... You want to have a idea of how you're connecting the handle to the flywheel. And what I mean by connecting is that point when it picks up the power from the flywheel or the water wheel or whatever you're using in your machine. 
and you want that push of your feet to happen at exactly the same time the handle picks up whatever your machine uses. And that way the power from your legs, all available like distance of your leg drive, is going into the machine. If you push too soon, your butt will scoot away from you and you'll lose a whole load of available leg power. If you pull too soon, it's harder to actually get that leg drive into the stroke. So work on that timing while you start to increase your pace. You want to get close to 2K plus 20 pace right now. But if you don't know what I mean by 2K pace, then all you do is you row a 2,000 meter time trial, divide the result by four, and that gives you the average time to cover 500 meters in your 2K time trial. And that's your 2K training pace. And then when I say row at 2K plus 20, you just row 20 seconds slower than your 2K training pace. Simple, really. Last stroke here before you put one foot on the ground and carry on rowing. So just one leg strapped in and you're still giving a good old push with that leg that's strapped in. Try and keep your technique good as well. Remember, you want a slight forward lean, straight arms and then hold that position as you push and then swing. Swap feet. Whee. Don't worry, I'll talk. I'll talk technique in today's main session. So if I flew through that and you're like, what, what, leg straight, what, bend? What's this guy on about? He's talking at a million miles an hour and he's not giving us all the details. Don't you worry. Once we get into a 55 minute row, I'll give you all, <laughs> all the details. Last stroke. Right, legs straight and just roll with your back and arms. So you swing over your back, then you pull in the, your arms, then you push out your arms, then you swing back over your back again. When I say push, you just release your arms away from you. You should have like a natural bounce as you pull in your arms, but they just want to release and that's all you're doing. Back, arms. Right, let's roll to the front of the machine with straight arms, forward lean, and press out. Okay, now just for the purposes of this drill, I don't want you to press too hard with your legs, because you're working on that timing between your feet and your hands, and also holding this forward lean and straight arms as you do so. And if you push too hard, you end up swinging back just as a result of that power. Let's take one more stroke here. Because obviously when it comes to the main row, you do want to push hard with your legs. But on that drill, you don't want to push too hard. You're just working on the timing and the position. Right. I think I crammed a lot into four minutes just then, to be fair. And we're about to spend 55 minutes together in the main row. So move up another rail, have a quick drink, and I'll describe again as quickly as I can what it is we're doing today. 
Okay then, so today's row is perfect for the Fall Team Challenge 2021 because you're going to get a good few metres under your belt with a 55 minute row that's ahead of you. Now in order to make this interesting, I'm splitting it into five minute chunks with no rest, but five minute chunks. And you're going to start them at 18 strokes per minute, then the next one at 20 strokes a minute, then 22 strokes a minute. And then you could go back down 2018, then back up 2022, back down 2018, and then finally back up 2022, which I hope adds up to 11. Pace-wise, where you're going to start the 18 strokes a minute at right about 2K plus 20 to 24. Now, depending on where your fitness sits, this and how you're going to get on with the 55-minute row, basically, that's where you sit on that 20 to 24 scale. So if you think 55 minutes is quite a long time to be rowing for and it could really push you past that bottom tier, then start all the way back at 2K plus 24. If you're actually super fit and you think this is going to be fun, then start at 2k plus 20 and as I said before you can reassess each time you hit that 18 strokes a minute just think about right how am I feeling do I want to carry on at 2k plus 20 here or do I want to back off to 2k plus 22 to give myself a little bit of um, headroom so I make sure that this doesn't get pushed into a mid-tier or even do I back off to the 2k plus 24 just to really keep this as, a, as close to a bottom tier workout as it, as it can be like I say, it's a 55 minute row. It's going to push you uh, more than a 30 minute, <laughs> 20 strokes a minute row is going to. So this isn't going to be that kind of typical bottom tier, but within the realms of a 55 minute row, it should still be on the bottom end where it's not going to feel like you're absolutely destroyed and lying on the floor afterwards. All right. So there we go. We've got 55 minutes of rowing ahead with no rest. So do you have one last drink? It's not to say you're not allowed to drink to stop if you need to drink in the row, but the aim is to try and get through this 55 minutes without having to stop and have a drink, okay? But I'd rather, if you were like, I need to drink, drink. <laughs> it's important that you stay hydrated. So here we go then. So we're starting at 18 strokes a minute at 2K plus 20 to 24, depending on where you feel your fitness sits, okay? In three, two, one, and we're off. So 18's that slightly awkward, oh, oh, that slightly awkward pace where it's 3.3333 seconds per stroke. But I just look at the counter and I make sure to take one as I pass every zero point. So as I hit 30 here, I take one, and then another just after it hits seven, then another just after it hits four, and then another at 20. And that way I can just keep an eye on the timer, use that as a way to get my groove on for the first minute or so. And then after that, really, it becomes just an automatic rhythm thing where my body just knows the kind of pace that I need to move at from phase to phase of the rowing stroke in order to row it 18 strokes a minute. Now, of course, we're disrupting that flow today by going up and down the stroke rates, but actually you'll find that the transition through those rates 
gets easier and easier as we go through the row. So you might hiccup a little bit at first, especially going from 20 to 22, but it gets easier. And really, this, for a row like this where it, it's mostly about that core fitness, low heart rate stuff, you're building, refining your energy system, building up your mitochondria, refining your engine and really not pushing yourself. So what that does is it gives you space to work in your technique, which isn't just about your body positions and timing of when you're putting in the power, but it's also giving you space to work in your stroke rates, where some people just don't get comfortable down at 18, 20, maybe 22. Whereas when you go through a row like this and you get these little five minutes of moves bushes at each one, it means you can work on it without it feeling like torture if you're not getting it. Because in a minute and a half, we're gonna kick up to 20 strokes a minute. So I know some of you really enjoy doing 20, but can't quite get the rhythm of 18. So in just over a minute's time, you're gonna be at the end of your first 18 and you'll get a little bit more comfort. But just because you don't enjoy and feel uncomfortable at 18. That's not a reason to not do it. It's more a reason to do it so that you can work on it. And importantly, the control that you develop with your body, the rhythm, the timing to be able to row at 18 strokes a minute is actually really important. Because the things that are holding you back from that rhythm and being able to row at this stroke rate, it's usually technique based. So you're working your technique, you get more comfortable rowing at this kind of rate. Okay, three strokes to go. One more, and then we're up to 20 strokes a minute. Here we go and increase your pace by two seconds. So now we're just one stroke every three seconds. If you're clock watching, so you can just keep an eye on the time ticking down. Take a stroke every three seconds. Or of course, if you're watching the video, just row when I row. Even if you're listening to the podcast, you can hear 
the whoosh of my flywheel and my speech pattern and should be able to use that as a good guide for when I'm rowing so that you can just match my stroke rate. Now, I'm gonna talk technique in a second, especially after <laughs> what was pretty much a five minute intro to slide beautifully into talking about technique, but I've kind of, every now and then I almost apologize for the fact that I talk technique in these rows. And I'm going to put an end to that. The apology, <laughs> apologies that is, not the, not the talking about technique. That'll never stop. Because someone got in touch just kind of saying thanks to the videos, but also a kind of a, a thanks for always being on about technique. They're saying they have a history of rowing in a rowing club. And in a club situation, that's what you get is people constantly reminding you to push with the legs or keep your arms loose and relaxed because technique is so important when it comes to rowing that it shouldn't ever going to be forgotten about and even if you think you've got the technique thing down it's always good to have that little voice in your ear if only so that you can work through your checklist of things that you need to watch out for yourself things you've had to fix in the past pay attention to it make sure that you haven't slipped. So, for anyone who has watched a lot of my videos, it will be familiar things that I mentioned, but hopefully in a slightly different way. But also, for anyone new to these videos, I'd hate to get more than 10 minutes into this row and not really talk techniques so that you can start rowing with a efficient and safe technique. And that's really what it's down to, is being able to have a rowing stroke that you're able to efficiently put in the power to the machine, but also in a way that's least likely 
to injure you. I'm not gonna say that you won't get injured if you roll with good technique, but it'll be because of other causes. Right, two strokes. One more. Up to 22 strokes a minute. Another two seconds faster. Now this one can't really attach a time, a seconds count to, so just follow me or make sure you are seeing 22 strokes a minute on your monitor more than more than you're not seeing 22. And remember the key to increasing your stroke rate comes from more of a push with your legs that increase of a push from your legs at the start of the stroke does two things it puts more power into the machine if you have your technique right and it also creates a faster drive speed through the stroke so if you match a faster drive speed with a slightly faster recovery that is how you increase stroke rate it's not about one side or the other you're not having a equal drive speed all the time and then a faster recovery nor do you increase drive speed and have the same recovery it's always hand in hand so you push harder with the legs for a faster drive and then you have a nice rhythmic return that complements the increase in drive speed and then like I say obviously because you're adding more power into the machine that results in the increase in speed that I'm asking you to do so hopefully just by increasing your stroke rate to 22 strokes a minute you'll have noticed that you'll be rowing two seconds faster per 500 meters than before and I know it's a little bit late to bring this up but you really if you have a monitor that shows your current pace per 500 meters your 500 meter split time that's shown as slash 500m on a concept 2 and most other machines that have this function 
and that's the one to set it to. Calories and watts certainly have their place, but in terms of trying to get the row whoop, at the right speed that I'm saying to do, then set it to your 500 meter split time. <laughs> Little Heisenberg just decided to go for a walk. The little Lego man that I have sitting on top of the monitor just fell off. Wonder where he's gone. Off to cause trouble. <laughs> so yeah, so that's the first part about talking technique. Is that you control your pace by your leg drive and also your stroke rate. It's quite handy to know because we are back to 18 strokes a minute after this stroke. No, not 20, sorry. Oh, what am I saying? Ah, <laughs> got it wrong. So back to 20 strokes a minute. Ease off two seconds pace. So, a slightly slower leg drive, slightly less power into it. But the important part is that it's still controlled by your leg drive and that you try to maintain as close to the same technique as you were just rowing with at 22 strokes a minute. The same body angles and the same flow from phase to phase of the stroke. And those phases are really important And although they're described in sections, what you're aiming to do is flow from part to part. So as I come forwards into the front of the stroke, right at the front, before I start the stroke, that's known as the catch here. So essentially, if you were in a boat, that moment when you are at the front of the boat, you've just dropped the oar into the water and you're literally about to push your legs to start the drive. It's that moment when you're floating in time, you're neither going forwards or going backwards. But that moment in time 
should only last a fraction of a second, less than a tenth of a second if possible. So you're not pausing as you get to the front. You come in and then you turn it around straight into that leg drive. Get the power into the machine. No pause. Just forwards, turn it around. Turn it around, okay? And that stroke power comes from the legs, but obviously it has to somehow get from your legs, from you pushing your legs into the foot plate, pushing the machine away from you has to somehow travel up through your body, into your arms, to your hands, handle, chain, flywheel, if you're on the concept too. It's the same for all rowing machines, it's just whether you're using a flywheel or a water wheel or a magnet, who knows, but you have to somehow get that power from your legs into the handle. And you do that by thinking about how efficiently you can get it in. And that efficiency is created by making sure you have a forward lean with your back and that your arms are straight. Forward lean, straight arms, push. One more stroke. And now we're down to 18 strokes a minute. So slow it down again. Back off. A Little bit of power from the legs. And just Notice your stroke rate and your pace drop by two seconds. And that's us past 20 minutes into this row, which I don't know about you, but for me, it's flying by. Not to the point that, <laughs> that I'm worried I'm not going to get to say everything I need to say, but I'm still like, wow, 20 minutes. Which is the reason why I break this up into five minute chunks. It's so that mentally, you're only ever looking ahead, really, to the end of that five minutes so I'm just really just waiting for the clock to tick over to 30 minutes to go I'm not looking at the total time ahead and that works for any row if you can break it into 
bite-sized chunks that don't worry you. Even if you don't do anything, if you don't change anything as you go through those chunks, just getting through those waypoints really can be enough to turn a daunting 10k row into something that is just 10 1k rows. You can row one kilometer, can't you? Same with this. I can easily row five minutes at 18 strokes a minute, 2k plus 22. And that's all I'm thinking about right now. I'm not thinking about the rest of the row to come. It helps, of course, that I've done enough of these that I have the experience so that in the back of my mind, when that little voice does go, yes, but what about the rest of the row? I can go, ah, shut up. I'm not worried about the rest of the row. Because I know what my body feels like when it gets tired and when it starts to get worried. And I'm nowhere near that. So I have to remember training isn't just about your muscles and your lungs developing your your meat <laughs> to be able to physically get through a row. It's also about your brain, your spirit, keeping that up so that it knows I've got this. That's what session one in week six was about. It was about telling your brain, I can easily row at 2K plus 10 pace. I don't have to worry about that. So that when it comes to doing a 10K time trial at around that pace, all your brain can remember is positive endorphins when it comes to that intensity. No, we're gonna manage this. And so that's what we're doing with these longer rows, is teaching your brain that you're okay. I've got this. Okay, two strokes, one more. Now we're back up to 20 strokes a minute. And two seconds faster. Now I wonder what you did. Did you return to your original 2K plus 20 to 24 pace for that last 18 strokes a minute interval? Or did you back off a couple of seconds so that you don't 
scrape your energy systems dry. I purposefully didn't mention it as we hit 18 strokes a minute because I didn't want to put ideas in your head. Sometimes just going through the natural processes, you stick to your pace. Whereas the moment you start to overthink it, that's when you start to tell yourself that you're getting tired and you might not make it. So ignorance is bliss sometimes, <laughs> trust me. When I was at my fastest, or well, no, that's a lie. When I first started to train hard for races and things, I would get up at seven in the morning, have my breakfast, then eight o'clock, I climb on the rowing machine, this very one in fact, and I crack out a 2K time trial, I'm trying to work my way. I think I started off about 7.20, and every morning I'd do a 2K time trial, trying to crack seven minutes. And then, having done an all-out time trial, I then cycled to work. 12 kilometers hard into work to get in for nine o'clock. Do a day's work, cycle home. And then when I got home, I'd do a 500 meter time trial. And you know what? That did me really well. That really helped my speed. And also, I had absolutely no fear of a 2K row at all. Just sat down, did it. Didn't think about it. Didn't worry about the intensity. There was no what if I don't make pace. What if it gets really hard? What if are two of the most dangerous words. I mean, sometimes, like if you're walking along a cliff edge, <laughs> what if helps you? Because you don't want to fall. But it can really hold you back in performance. What if it hurts? And so all those 2Ks made me completely impervious to the intensity, pain really, that suffering side of a 2K. It still is hard work, but I didn't see it as suffering. And that's what I'm trying to say, is that the mental side of training 
is so important. You always want to have the confidence, and if nothing else, to be enjoying what you're going through. Three, two, one. Here we go. 22 strokes a minute. Right, I'm gonna to return to that thought. So I think I've given you long enough to think about pushing with the legs in a forward lean and straight arms without actually explaining it. So when you come in to the catch position with that forward lean and straight arms, it means that when you hold that position, as you push your legs into the machine, the power from your legs flows up through your body. Your body becomes a conduit for that power. It's not a resistor. It doesn't get in the way. You push with the legs, you get that timing right so that you connect the handle to the flywheel as you push. And much like a lightning conductor, 1.21 gigawatts. The power flows into the machine. Now, you need to hold that forward tilt over your hips. And I'm saying tilt because I want you to be up on your sit bones with your upper body rocked, tilting forwards over your hips. You're not just dumping your upper or lower back, okay? You are hinging, tilting forwards. And when you have a good posture up on your sit bones in that forward tilt, you can brace your core as you start the stroke. And that is how the power goes through your back or from your legs through your back to your arms. But then you need to make sure that power goes through your arms and into the handle. And that starts off by making sure you have straight arms as you come forwards. Nice and straight. You might even want to turn your elbows out very slightly 
to engage your lats and loosen your shoulders because that is really important that you have relaxed loose shoulders as you drive your whole arms should be relaxed as you come forwards so I don't want to see muscles rippling as you come forwards you want to be floppy relaxed like a cool zombie that's zombie fawns nice and relaxed as you drive with the legs your arms will brace against the power but still not tense up okay let's get ready to slow down okay 20 strokes a minute and ease off two seconds so you've got those nice straight arms then the final connection is your hands and for them you want a nice open hand or hands fingers hooked over the handle thumbs underneath the handle and if anything your thumbs only lightly touching your index finger what you don't want is a grip you're choking the life out of the handle what did you do to me handle Arr. okay not that so hooked nice and loose with your basically your hands and your wrists are an extension of your arms and as you power your legs into the machine that force gets sent through your body through your arms into your hands and because you're pushing the machine away from you that's how you want to think about it the force goes in to your fingers and into the handle and in order to get yourself moving that force makes the flywheel turn so it's not about pulling the handle hopefully that's what you get from everything I've just said it's about transferring the power from your legs into the handle and then 
that force causing the flywheel to turn and sending you backwards. But just think, push the machine away, push. And so you hold that forward lean, straight arms as you push. And then when your legs are about halfway done, that's when you finally swing your back into a backwards position. And then an instant later, you start the pull. So you don't actually pull the handle until here, right at the very end, here. And that gets all that power into the machine without your arms fighting against it and soaking up that power, which is not what you want to do. You want to use your arms at the back of the stroke to add in power. Let your legs worry about the front of the stroke. Your back deals with the middle of the stroke and your arms finally bend at the back of the stroke. What am I on? Down to 18 next, aren't we? Kind of lost count. So, I've only got three more intervals to go in five strokes time. So, just assess this time what pace you want to start your 18s at. In two, one, and we're at 18 strokes a minute. So we're going to go 18, 20, 22, and then that'll be us all done. Because incredibly, that's been 40 minutes so far. I don't know, to me, that feels like maybe 20. But I suppose I'm the one talking here. <laughs> it's easy for time to fly. Hopefully you are being, I was say entertained. That's the wrong word. Distracted. Distracted from the amount of time we're rowing for, at least, by what I'm talking about. And hopefully you're putting into practice what I'm talking about, both when I'm talking about it, and also in these little technique interludes that I give you. Because moments like this when I just rabbit on are the moments when you should be working on the things I've just mentioned. So right now you should be thinking about that forward lean with a good posture 
straight, relaxed arms, fingers hooked over the handle, and then push with your legs. Halfway through it, swing your body into that backwards lean, and then finish with a powerful pull of your arms. Now that pull of your arms is important to add in that little bit of power. But also because it creates the spring tension that makes your arms bounce away from you again. So you pull in and then because of the tension in your muscles and tendons, your arms start to go forwards a little bit. And all you have to do is continue. There's just a tiny little push of the arms to make them continue going forwards. It's really simple. But it starts with that strong finish. And it continues with a good posture at the back of the stroke and a braced core. So if you totally slump at the finish and dump the handle, you don't get that bounce that you do if you're up and powerful. And then that handle away will trigger your forward tilt over your hips. So it's not about thinking about leaning the whole time, that you have to go lean back, lean forwards, hold the lean, lean back, lean forwards, hold the lean. That's not really what you're doing. Your body is almost automatically going through the processes because of the flow and rhythm that you're using. That bounce of the handle triggers your body weight to shift forwards over your hips so that by the time your hands are past your knees, your body's already in that forward lean. Your body weight is on the front of the seat and all you have to do is bend your knees to slide to the front of the machine. One more stroke and then our last 20s. 10 minutes to go. 20 strokes a minute. Try and go two seconds faster than you were just rowing at. So yeah, you hands away, rock forwards. That then gets you in that straight arms and forward lean position. So that all you have to do is bend your knees to return in the perfect position 
to the front of the machine. You don't have to think about leaning anymore. You don't have to think about anything with your arms. You're in the right position. Right position bend. And that really helps with that catch position. Got the right compression. You're not over leaning into the front. Hopefully you are only sliding far enough for your shins to hit a vertical position. And then you just push out with those legs again and start all over again. Two last bits really. Handle height. Start at a nice neutral height. You'll see a piece of red tape on the machine where the chain returns on my machine. And that's where my preferred chain height is. And then as you come into a finish, handle should come in around about sternum height to help with that bounce. That's the preferred neutral position. You will see people finish up in their throats in the hunt for extra length, but that kills the rhythm and your body's natural flow. It's not to say those people don't row really quick doing that, but they have a higher risk of injury rowing that way, especially if they pause and then return. Pause, return. I mean, it's an amazing workout for your abs doing that, but if you figure 55 minutes, say we average 20 strokes a minute, What's that? 1100 strokes? Is that right? No, it's got to be more than that. However many strokes that is. It's, it would be that many deep setups if you held them all like that. So you're likely to get an intercostal tear or worse if your body isn't strong enough for it. And then the next thing is just to make sure your feet are connected through the stroke. So push into the foot plates. And then when you get to the back of the stroke, think about pointing your toes towards the front of the machine. And that will stop you flicking your toes up against the straps. again take a look at that are you yanking yourself to a stop or tugging yourself forwards with the foot straps 
both of which waste energy can cause injury and will ruin your posture because your knees pop up as you do that right and we're up to 22 two seconds faster we've only got five minutes to go so yeah if you tug on the foot straps your knees pop up which stop you doing that hands away and forward rock thing but also when you do it your hips roll back and your tailbone tucks underneath you ruining that powerful posture that you want to get into at the front of the machine so as we come in to our last four minutes I hope this way of breaking up a longer row really worked for you because it should that way to sit on a machine and actually say hey this isn't terrible yes I know I'm putting in effort but I'm not suffering I don't hate this and like I said with the 2k time trials I was doing that's so important if you can make sure to frame your brain when it comes to rowing so that even if it's hard work even if you do a 2k time trial and it's really hard work because it is you're putting in maximum power rowing as fast as you can manage for six seven eight nine ten minutes however long it takes you it's certainly not the most comfortable thing in the world but if you can enjoy that and not see it as suffering you'll do so much better with all your rows it's like my days as a cyclist I used to always say I eat hills because hills are where you really put in the hard work in cycling where it just gets just soul destroying sometimes because you've got so far to go and you're going so slowly but every time I hit a hill I'd say I eat hills and I'd enjoy devouring it from bottom to top and that's the kind of mentality you need for any row 
that you have to put effort in. Whether it's a bottom tier 55 minute row like today, that might just be tough because of its duration, not because of the intensity. Or whether it's a 1,000 meter race that you know everything is going to be on fire. Your body will be screaming for you to stop, but because you love that, because you enjoy it, and also because you know it'll be over in about three and a half minutes. <laughs> but all those reasons make you come back for more, make you enjoy training, enjoy racing, and hopefully enjoy putting up with my rubbish. <laughs> Not that I want to say listening to me is akin to suffering on a 1k time trial. <sighs> Last stroke. Good. That was exactly what I wanted it to be from a session. Started off at the end of the first chunk. Heart rate was 55% of max. So a nice easy one. And it basically spent the next couple of intervals increasing 5% then in little chunks of two. And then towards the end, it held 78 for a while. And then the last two intervals, just because I was increasing pace anyway, it rose up to 83. So although at 83%, some might say that's the, the dreaded black hole zone of training on a row, on a 55 minute row, there isn't really, if you start off nice and low rate, low pace, low heart rate, if you drift up into a higher um, intensity level, that's fine. You're rowing for 55 minutes. Unless you're a machine, no one's gonna complain about your heart rate going up. But it certainly doesn't feel like I'm done in. I could easily, to be honest, I could easily do that again. I'd have to have a drink because I'm <laughs> ringing wet, but um, there's nothing about that that made me think I couldn't continue. Speaking of continuing, let's do a two minute cool down. So get yourself all ready. 18 strokes a minute again, let's just take this gentle and pick a pace that just helps you slow yourself down. I'm gonna go 2K plus 30. In three, two, one, go. Incredibly, given that we just spent 55 minutes together and I was talking technique, I didn't actually get to say everything that I wanted to say today. Not that I had an agenda, but there was other things I wanted to bring up. I kind of got between technique and the importance of enjoying what you're doing. I kind of got on top of myself. And, but trust me, it really is important. If you can find, I mean, even if it's not rowing, even if it's cycling or running or lifting weights or whatever, even if we're only spending this time together in a very transitional point of your life where you think rowing is for you, but 
Maybe you'll find it's not, maybe you're not enjoying this enough. Which is fine. I mean, I'm not, hey, you do what you want, man. But the important thing is that you need to find something that you enjoy doing if you want to try and get fit, healthy, whatever. And those reasons can come from anywhere. I mean, I used to love what I was doing, well, first off, because I was getting faster. I'm like, wow, this is incredible, I'm getting better at this. Then I started competing, and then I started winning. And trust me, when you win a gold medal, it's quite cool. <laughs> you start to really enjoy it and go, wow, I'm winning here. Then of course you get a little bit of pressure about having to continue winning, but when you're winning, you're winning, baby. But then uh, it can be just as simple as, oh, hang on, last stroke for me. You continue cooling down if you wish, or take this last kind of moment just to stretch and, and whatever while I just sign off and finish this little bit I'm saying. It could just be health. It could be that you're rowing and suddenly you, you think, ah, actually I can climb my set, uh, that flight of stairs a lot easier now, or you can, you're not out of breath when you go to bed, or you can feel your heart rate is, your heart rate is slowing down. You can see physical changes. I mean, listen, right now I'm, I have tipped into almost vanity where I look at what I looked like this time last year, or certainly um, June 2020, and I compare what I looked like then when I'd really let myself go from what I was eating and drinking, almost as a kind of a, a result of what we were going through in, in that time of, of the year last year. Um, and then I look at what all the hard work I've been putting in since May this year in terms of um, stopping drinking, um, really kind of looking at trying to reduce just sugar really is really all it is. Um, doing the 16-8 fast thing um, and uh, just really concentrating on what I'm doing with you guys and making sure that I'm getting in good quality sessions and I'm also doing some resistance training as well. Now when I look in the mirror then there's a, there is that real element of vanity where I can look and think, wow, that's what I've been able to do because I've been training and whatever. And so that means that when I come back to do training, there's a, I actually have a, a reason to continue because I'm like, I'm losing weight. That kind of, the, 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 the cake shelf, <laughs> that I was, that's a Sarah Millican joke um, in case anyone's like, oh, you're stolen some joke. The, the kind of muffin top cake shelf that's Sarah Millican, that I had kind of come around my stomach this time, like in July um, 2020. That's kind of gone now, and I've got a six pack. And you're like, well, that's all because of what I've been doing with you guys and just watching what I've, eating, uh, what I've been eating and uh, doing a little bit of uh, um, resistance stuff and core work and whatever. And so you're like, I want to do more resistance work and core work. I want to, and it it's means that I'm, that when it comes to that Friday night, I've had a long, week at work and I'm like, especially the job, I'm, some of the jobs that I can do sometimes where I get to that Friday night and I really want a glass of wine almost to try and drink away the, how tough the, the job is. But because of everything that's going on, I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm actually, I'm stronger than that. Mentally, I don't need that as a, a crux. I'm going to take my pleasure from whatever going on by going and sit on a row machine. I'll, I'll row for an hour and that will be the endorphins I need to try and get rid of a bad day and whatever. And then you can look in the mirror and, it's, and I mean, I'm calling it vanity for a reason because it is that because I'm looking in the mirror and going wow I'm, I'm looking at 46 I look better in the mirror than I did when I was 18 and you think that's because of all this stuff so that long rant is just to say that if you can find the things that make you want to carry on then you will carry on if you're only doing this because the doctor told you you have to get exercise or because it's your only option or whatever then 
then I really wish you all the luck in the world that you're going to continue doing it. But the problem is, is that because you're not, you, you don't enjoy it, then you're going to look for reasons not to do it. You're going to be like, oh, it's, it's just, it's too tough and I'll just cut it short and, and, and whatever. So like I say, whether it's rowing, whether it's cycling, whether it's the cross trainer, whether it's whatever, if you can find something that you love um, or that you really enjoy doing that then gives you what you want at the back end of it, whether it's vanity or health or, or competition or whatever, then you've won. <laughs> I mean, you've won the internet. You, you've won in terms of physical well-being and whatever. That's the, the, the real holy grail is to be able to do these kind of things and go, I love what I do. It's the same with work, to be honest. If you can find a job that you go to every day and you, and you say, I love what I do, it affords... I, I, doing it is great and then it affords me the time to spend with my family or the money that I get means I can do stuff. Then it's just, I mean, it's so important to, to enjoy working out, to enjoy work, to enjoy the people that you're with. There's no reason to not have those things. Um, anyway, oh, sorry. We're, we're, I'm, 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 am I trying to be your dad? Am I trying to, this, this is the, the lecture. Now, welcome to my TED talk. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I've just made myself laugh for that one. <laughs> that's, that's today's hashtag. I might even, uh, uh, on the image, oh no, I can't really. But yeah, the, the hashtag for today's, um, uh, if, you, if you don't know, if this is one of your first ones, I always um, use a hashtag at the end of the videos just to, to, for people to prove they made it this far, because for crying out loud, I'm still talking. Um, and so today's one's got to be TED Talk for, for, for what, oh, do you, she, I'm going to stop because that's just pointless. Anyway, I really, I'm really hoping, I've tickled myself though, so at least I'm nothing else. I'm, I've amused myself. Um, I really hope you enjoyed today's session. 55 minutes worth of rowing. I mean, that's going to be so good for you. I'm going to go in and have a, uh, a huge big bowl of chorizo and pepper pasta. Um, uh, and also, oh, shout out to the mother-in-law too, who, um, I mean, we're only in September 2021 right now, but um, my amazing uh, mother-in-law, Margaret, just gave me two um, mince pies, like um, Christmas mince pies to eat tonight. And I'm like, it's September. This is amazing. I do love a mince pie. Mince, mince pie in the microwave for like, um, or two of them for 30 seconds. Um, take, it, take them out of metal foil though, whoo, um, for 30 seconds and like some ice cream. Oh, nom, 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 nom. But you have to do a session like this to burn off the calories to then be able to eat them because they're, they'll, that will give me the, the muffin top cake shelf back. But anyway, yeah, so today's hashtag is, is TED Talk or welcome to my TED Talk. Uh, I might actually just post that in, on the, the Facebook groups, just say welcome to my TED Talk and explain what that's about because I have tickled myself there. So thank you very much for, for, for cheering me up a little bit. So I'm going to go and I'm going to go and... Um, try and work out which one of these microphones has sounded best. Because as a final coda onto this, um, thanks to, uh, and I'm, I'm putting this right at the very end because this is what I do with, with this little subject, is that I have a Patreon account that I don't talk about, okay? Because I don't like to advertise the fact that it's there. I, if people get in touch and say, I want to give you some money as a thanks, then I'll gladly send them to the Patreon account and say, here you go, you can do this, or, or PayPal or whatever. But I do not advertise it because I don't want it to make it sound like I'm trying to get money out of you and I start to ask and say, please give me your money because that's what it's about. I'm rowing along with you, not making money out of you, all right? But anyway, so, so some people do. And thanks to them, um, I was able to afford a wireless mic system to, um, to send from here to there. So which is where, I don't know if you can see, but I've got two microphones on today because I've got the old, the old sound department, um, which sometimes kind of breaks up, goes crackly and, and whatever. And then the new sound department next to it is the little wireless one. But I'm still a little bit, uh, how well is the wireless thing going to work out? So I've done a double 
for uh, today just to check out and see which one works best. And this is all in preparation for on Sunday night, um, uh, I'm going to skip ahead to session four on the plan, which is 30 minutes at 20 strokes a minute. And we're doing that live on uh, Facebook Live on the Facebook page, the Roll On Facebook page, Facebook page and on ErgZone. So at eight o'clock UK time on Sunday, the 26th. Yeah, of September 2021, um, we're doing that. So if, assuming you see this, this isn't going to give you much notice, but if you see this, then you can always just jump on and join and we'll see what happens with um, with microphones and stuff. And I'll get a little headset thing as well. It's all very cool. <sighs> Seriously, I mean, I, I with the whole TED Talk hashtag thing, I'd finished like five minutes ago and I'm still talking. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go make myself some pasta. I'll uh, stretch because I'm now seizing up because I've been too busy talking to you. And I will see you, well, I'll see some of you uh, or some of you will see me tomorrow night in the live row. Or I, you can see me and I can talk to you in a completely different row depending on what you pick out of my library. But thank you so much for uh, spending time with me in tonight's 55 minute row. I really hope it went well. Make sure you leave me a comment on, on YouTube and use the hashtag TED Talk uh, so that I know you got this far. All right, thanks so much. Take care of yourselves. Stay safe. Be well. Bye-bye.